RadioInfluence.com. Welcome back to a new episode of the You're Wrong Podcaster, a podcaster where a Gen Xer and a millennial discuss culture back then, culture right now, and mostly agree to disagree. My name's Elizabeth. I'm the millennial. I'm Nicole, and I'm the Gen Xer. And today's a really special episode. Yeah. We're doing something different. Yep. For the first time ever, we have joining us a guest. She's a writer, a blogger, an HR practitioner, a wife, a mom of three. Raina Boston, welcome. Yay! Hi. I'm glad to be here. After you read the resume, I'm like, okay. I know before I was like, yeah, so what do you do as I have like helpful? Welcome, Raina. I'm glad to be here. And I'm I think I fall you. right in the middle of you. I feel like you're a young millennial. Yes. I'm a geriatric millennial. <laughs> How old are you, Raina? I couldn't tell Elizabeth. I thought I said maybe she might be 30. You're 34? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, so you're, you're that right, you're right in the middle. I wouldn't say geriatric, but like middle-aged millennial. You're an exennial. Is that yeah. an exennial? Well, the great you part is... You know that word is so crazy to me. You know, we can kind of we can kind of split the lines later. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it we out. We gotta I fall in the middle. <laughs> I am happy to have you. I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah. I think we were saying I haven't seen you since 2020. Exactly. Raina is a, is, a, is a friend of mine from way back. I have this problem where I feel like Raina worked with me at the newspaper. And I literally... Whenever I talk about Raina, I'm like, oh, yeah, she was she's a reporter <laughs> in my mind. Raina worked at the paper. I don't know why I worked at Patch. I know. But why do I always make you work at the paper? Do you remember we had that problem? Listen, I did one <laughs> freelance article for the paper and I was like, this might not be the life. I me, literally y'all. felt like Raina was in the newsroom. It's a strange uh, Do you phenomenon. ever remember me in places that I wasn't? No. <laughs> but Raina, I felt, but you know what? There was another girl that worked at another paper I worked at. It looks a lot like you. Her name was Donovan, actually. I always liked that name for a girl. Oh, a Isn't really it Donovan? Yeah, her like name that. was Donovan. Sounds moneyed. I know. Yeah. But she was, a, she, was, she was a sister. She had dress. She was so cute. It reminds me of you. But it wasn't you. Anyway... Raina, you're here. I'm here. I'm <laughs> glad to be here. I'm glad to get out of the house. We're very happy to have you. We are. We are. We are. So listen, I mean, you're here. You're our first guest. And the reason why I was like, let's bring Raina on is because I feel like you speak to topics that both millennials and Gen Xers kind of deal with. Right? Yes, I think so. You know what I'm saying? Like motherhood, workplace, all of that life trying to do it all, I feel like is where you're at. Yeah. Doing it all is a scam, everybody. So it's funny you say that because I uh, looked up one of your bios, right? Like, I don't know if it was your Twitter bio or your Instagram bio, but there was this one bio that you you put that said, doing it all is a scam and mom guilt is a tool of the patriarchy. Sit next to me and let's discuss. Damn. What do you think about that, Elizabeth? You said that, Raina. I've had a few bios. I keep playing with it. That <laughs> was an Instagram bio. I'm like on my third or fourth iteration. I okay. like that one. I like it. Um, I think when I first met Nicole, I was like, yeah, you could potentially have it all. And at this point, I'm like, the more I hear the horror stories, I'm like, no, I don't think you can. I think you have to pick and choose, right? But why do we need it all? That's like true. That's just like toxic American greed. You don't even need to do it all. What's the point? There's I think other we're people talking we can have it all, though. As women, I feel like 
as as professional women, as college educated women, not even college educated, but like women with careers, I think from a young age, aren't you taught like, don't worry, you can have this career and then you can also have that family. But you still have to decide what doing it all means for you or else it's going to be a slog. It's going to be bad. It's not going to feel good. You're going to feel like you're behind. You're going to feel like you can't do it all. And I think it's the wrong question. So what's the right question? What do you want to do? What? How can you align with your values? How do you make it work for you? How are you deciding child size or like family size based on what you want, not what everybody's telling you you need to have two kids versus one kid or three kids or, you know, whatever. You just got to decide what that means for you. Interesting. I like that. I like that too. That feels very millennial. Figure out what you want for you. It does. Doesn't it? I mean, I feel like as a Gen Xer, well, you know what? It's so weird. What you're saying is absolutely correct and has been the case forever, really. Because, I mean... From the beginning of time, people were making the choice like, I'm not going to I'm not going to have any kids or I'm going to have one. But it was a stigma attached to it because you're choosing what's best for you. There still is a stigma. You just got to say, I don't care. They don't pay your bills. I know. I actually had someone tell me one time, I'm, you know, I said I had an only child and they were like, why would you torture him like that? I'm <laughs> in a guillotine. It sticks with me. It I have st- a little brother. I feel more tortured than CJ. <laughs> I mean, he might be tortured. You might be tortured. I might be tortured. I don't know, but it stuck with me. And so it was like, at that point, I was like, you know what? Yeah, right. You're not paying my bills. You're not coming over and babysitting at night when I want to go to the movies. Like, it's none of your business. Like, I have to do what works for me. But I think it takes us a minute to, like, be brave enough to stand up for that. How do you how are you like doing that in the in the world? How are you putting that forth in the community? I mean, I think that like everybody else, I subscribe to doing it all and leaning in and all this other stupid advice that we give working moms. It's not rooted in any kind of reality and it wasn't working. So I had to figure out what felt good to me, what made sense for me. And just go on like that, because otherwise you'll be crazy trying to do it all and lean in and fall over. (laughs) I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, leaning in is over. And now it's like deciding. I mean, I feel like the pandemic took a lot of things out and leaning in is one of them. Because it's impossible. You can't. How can how can you lean in if you don't have childcare? It's just not possible. Uh, I don't know. I don't have any children, so <laughs> I just have a, a very bougie roommate. So, like, what are you thinking when you like see working parents in these struggle times? Well, um, to be honest with you, I think there's a little bit of um, there's a few different emotions, right? Like, on the one hand, I do feel a little bit of sympathy, I guess, to see the strife that's obviously going on in the home when you've got kids and when they couldn't go to school. Now the kids are stuck. They're like homeschooling, but not really because you still have to work. But then on the other hand, it's it does feel as someone working who doesn't have kids that there's a lot more leeway, I think, sometimes given to people with kids. Um, and then maybe people without kids do have to pick up that slack or not slack, but do these things 
or live to a different standard just because we don't have kids. So what's your excuse to leave early? You don't have school pickup, you know, stuff like that. So I think it's it's complicated, right? Because we don't all play. I mean, this is about so many things in life. We don't all play by the same set of rules. So where is like fairness and equity in all these different ways, you know, when we all have our different lives and different uh, struggles that we're going through? I think that's fair. I think that's a fair thing to bring up. And then I think about corporations and companies and like how we are in a pandemic, like we're still in a pandemic. We still need to be treating people with respect and like that they might be having mental health stuff, whether or not they have children. Um, You know, we don't just exist to to serve capitalism. Yeah. And then there's also, I think, something that might go unnoticed. I think kids are often more talked about just because it's more. It's something to talk about. Well, and it's more, that's the thing, right? Like that's the quote unquote normal thing is you're this old, you have kids, they leave the house, they go to college. These are the things you talk about. But a lot of people were caregiving to people, you know, maybe their other family members or parents or those are situations we maybe don't always see either. And they're still going through the pandemic. They still have mental health issues. You know, there's a lot of stress everywhere. So it's really valid. I mean, listen, I was doing the kids at home kid at home thing during the pandemic and I mean I don't know if there was many things harder than that in my life and I've been through some hard things but that was very very difficult for me but I mean what you're saying is really valid and you know what this is what I wanted to ask you like and and I want to get into like the work that you've been doing but I you know do you talk a lot about being a mom in the workplace being a parent in the workplace workplace rights for parents but like Sometimes I do feel like when I'm on a call with people that I shouldn't talk about the kid. Like, give me an example. Because, like, they don't have kids and they don't care. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, well, we're talking about the kid again. Like, I could, I've Not actually gonna lie, seen I, it on people's faces feel this before. Way. Not yeah. always. Not always. You got to know when to turn it on and turn it off. Like, I've been in groups of people and and, and I feel like. You know, it depends on the workplace atmosphere. I mean, some workplaces, it's real parent heavy. And then some places it's not. And they're like, we ain't trying to hear about that kid today. We're not doing that. So how do you advocate for yourself in a, even in a situation where maybe your boss doesn't have kids or your coworkers don't have kids? They're, they're younger millennials or they're millennials who have decided they don't want kids, which is a lot, a lot of them. I mean... If I were a younger millennial looking at some of this with no paid leave and a child care crisis and student loan debt, uh, I can see how that is a valid decision that people make. But if you're trying to decide like how you talk about your family or like that's you, you, st- you need to be I think people should be in workplaces, particularly in the great resignation. They should be in workplaces where they feel comfortable bringing their full selves to work and or saying like, I have to log off at this time because I have pickup. I think mm. that is about like people mm. need to know that mm. we exist as human beings outside of the workplace. We are not robots. Mm. We have a full life. And like, even if you're a single person, if you have a, you know, I don't know, softball game that you do, like Elizabeth I have a softball, kickball. At, I have kickball <laughs> at 530. I will be leaving at 5 p.m. today. Or I have I, I did scheduled. start to, yeah, to your point, I did start, uh, I, in another situation I was in being like, you know what? I go to the gym at 530 for training. Oh. That's what I do. Oh, like, I'm not. This is making me nervous. If you pick up your kid at three. I can go to training. At I five. don't like it. 
Why? <laughs> because I'm a Gen X. Nicole, no, Nicole. I don't. Be, I don't. I don't. Think, I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole is the type to shackle herself to a desk and then die at that desk. I am not. <laughs> but I want to hear more about um, what are, you talked about having kind of what everything means for you. So, what does your everything mean? Like, what work are you doing right now to like make that everything for yourself? Like, what does all mean for yeah, me? Yeah, exactly. Um. Number one, these people need to know that this job is not my entire life. Like, it is a part of my wow, life. you're a millennial. It's a part of my life. When I show up, I'm going to do an amazing job. I'm going to do an excellent job. Um, but I have a life outside of this place, period. Wow. And that means that, I mean, for example, like, I'm taking the full maternity leave. I'm going into the unpaid I'm fortunate yeah. enough, and I like don't even like to use that terminology, but I work for a company that offers, I think, 14 weeks of paid leave, and then you can take your vacation time, however much you save up, then you can go into unpaid leave for a month. Child, I'm not going So how long does that equal? It's like five and a half months. That's good. That's awesome. That's actually good. Yeah. That's actually good. Because at that point, your kid is like... A little more, more normal. Yeah. They're Holding not like head up, you know, <laughs> waking up all the time yeah. and they're eating real food. And it's just like a little bit like you hit your stride a little bit better. So that's your what was the term you used? My everything. Your yeah. everything. So like that me having a, a spot outside of work and also feeling like I need to be in a workplace where I can say like. This ain't it. Like, we need to be doing things to, like, we need to be thinking of ways to retain people. And if you're not going to give them money, of course they're going to leave. It's music to my ears. Wow. I think this Nicole's starting really, to get scared. You're on the right side of the table. <laughs> I am so into this great resignation. Energy. Are you really? I'm we so, had a whole episode about the great resignation. We've talked about it. We don't agree on much of we it. Had a whole res- we had a whole thing. And my, my argument was that, like, if I'm interviewing someone and they say, can you tell me a little bit more about the work-life balance? Then, like, they kind of go, they might go... They might go lower on the list. I mean, I I think that there are better ways to ask a question, but that's like also part of being a journalist. Like you don't always show your hand. You let people reveal it to you. Just be a little bit slick about it. You think that's a fair <laughs> question to ask? I think these it's a days. fair question, but everybody's work life balance is going to look a little bit different because everybody's priorities are different. I think it's. Do you find yourself working on nights and weekends? What's the plan for that? How do you account for that? I think those are fair questions because I do not want to work on the weekends. My weekends are sacred. Wow. Nicole hears that. She's you like, guys are on enough. This is this, different. No, she's this like, is di- absolutely not. She won't <sighs> hire you. Should it we? depends on the job. Because this is a thing. You have to pick the job according to what your philosophy and values are. That's right. Don't come in. Goldman Sachs trying to be a trader and talking about my weekends are sacred because I might need you to make money on the weekends. Right. Well, isn't the stock trade like closed on the weekend? So when it matter is. Yeah. But yeah, that's not a good example. I I feel like they're still working like 80 hour weeks and yeah, I'm sure they are going into it that there's no reforming that uh, industry because that's just the way it is. You just need to go somewhere that's a little bit more flexible. You can still work in finance and probably make a lot of money. But you need to find the place that their values align with yours or 
they are adaptable. Mm. I love this. And I think in the, in the interest of figuring out where you really fall, because see, here's the thing. Nicole said before we started that she thought you were going to be more on her side. Yeah. Even though this you fall in the middle. Opener. She thought, oh, <laughs> I'm not no. sure about Ray this anymore. going to be on my end. This is going to be, she, I, basically I was going to get teamed up on, she thought, this yeah. episode. So, wow. Um, we came up with a little bit of a game. So we do have a Gen X file, which is where Nicole kind of brings us something from back in, you know, the dinosaur era. Oh, but wow. before <laughs> then, we thought we'd play a little game with you and see um, are you really a Gen Xer or really more a millennial? Or are you really in the middle? Where do you fall? <laughs> so, okay. Uh, the first question is, and these are going to be just really random. Okay. How many phone numbers do you have memorized? Maybe like three. Three? Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Everybody's getting rid of their landlines. <laughs> when you have a work question, would you send someone a message in Teams or send an email? Teams. Teams? Okay. Um, when you send a work email, how many exclamation points are at, on average are in that email? I would say two. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait. Say that again. When you send... A work She's email. Got Do you usually include? You yeah. put exclamation points yeah. on it. Well, She's it really two. depends on who I'm talking to. Okay. There's nuance for you this. You said two, but let's say like maybe a two, one <laughs> at the beginning and one near the end. Like um. A- Do you know your rising sign? <laughs> yes. What is it? Uh, I am a Libra Sun Gemini Moon Libra Rising. Fuck yeah, you are. Let's <laughs> keep going. <laughs> so before Google. There was another program, and that was called. Was it Ask Jeeves? Yeah, one of them. Yeah, it was one of them. I yeah. remember that one. Um, have you ever used a payphone? Yes. Okay, interesting. Um, what was the first way you looked up movie times? It was either the newspaper or movie phone. Okay. All right. Mm. The phone. The phone counts. Do y'all remember movie phone? I, is I'm that, strictly newspaper. That's where you just <laughs> called, right? You just called. Yeah, but I, I remember call, I've, that. I've called the movie theaters. So I've called. I used to call too. Yeah, I've called. Um, yeah. All right. So what's what do we have? No, you just one more. There's one more. Yeah. No, there's not. Have you ever had to call your friend's house and ask to talk to your talk, ask to talk to them? Of course. <laughs> okay. Um. So. Based on the test. You are a millennial. Mm-hmm. You're a millennial. Congratulations. You are caught between taking an IG story of your avocado toast and then hitting up your friend to catch, catch some thrifts. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you can see in my eyes. I like tried to read it and then look away and it did not work. Just look at look, it. Look, you know what? You're a millennial. Congratulations. You probably have student loans and you won't be able to retire. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That one, that one. So, that's right. so listen, full you, you are a full millennial and I am a little surprised, but it's all good. This is what the whole game is about, figuring out where people fall. So listen, what we didn't do was like 
the name of your website is Momtras. Yeah, the Working Momtras. Tell me a little bit about the name and like what people can find if they go to the website. Okay, so the Working Momtras, Momtras is a, is a play on word for mantra. And I try and post affirmations or mo- mantras or momtras, whatever you want to call it, that really encourage working moms. And I think all moms work um, just encourages them. And that's it. Like, so if you go to the website, you'll see some blog posts. If you go on IG, you'll see a lot more content. But mainly, I'm just telling y'all the truth about what it is to be a working parent right now and offer some encouragement as we keep going. So give us the plugs. What's the yeah. uh, website, IG? The website is just the theworkingmomtras.com. And then my Instagram is uh, the working momtras at the working momtras. Cool. Give her a follow, guys. She knows follow what she's talking Raina about. Follow at the Momtras. The Working Momtras. The Working Momtras. Clearly, she knows what she's talking about. I guess. Do you <laughs> want to take us into a Gen X file? Let's do Gen X files. Okay, so listen, y'all. This episode is probably going to come out either on or around Valentine's Day, right? Yeah. I don't, I mean, you know, I'm old. I don't, Valentine's Day is great. I love it. But to me, it's more about like my middle schooler or like my high school. I don't have a high schooler yet, but like it's a kid holiday to me. But I do think it's important to show people love, right? But I'm not really hugely into Valentine's Day. So I thought we would maybe not talk about like the traditional like oh what's the most loving valentine's day you did or like what's the most romantic thing that happened but more about like what is the oddest valentine's day you've had or the weirdest valentine's day or even maybe the most memorable but not necessarily because it was so romantic but for some other reason right and so i wanted to talk about that during gen x okay all right so i'll go first if yours doesn't include like going to jail, <laughs> throwing something in the dumpster, <laughs> which I do a lot, upset. or have a sleepover. Yeah. <laughs> Yours does not include a sleepover and a Ouija board. I don't want it. Just know that. So mine is really not all that salacious. Basically, what happened was I had just moved to Florida. Right, I was working for the St. Pete Times newspaper. Didn't know a lot of people. Had a few friends. Was single, and. We were in the newsroom on Valentine's Day and me and actually I'm going to say their names. My friend Jade and Candace. I don't you I don't know if you remember these people. You don't know them, even though you worked at the yeah, paper. You don't remember from all your times in the newsroom? Why you were an editorial assistant. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like Mariah. I don't know her. <laughs> anyway, we were at the paper and none of us had Valentine's. None of us had any action at night. No rhythm. Nothing. Right. Only blues. Just just like <laughs> ink and files and calls. And we finished up around like 9, 30, 10 o'clock. And they're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. What are y'all doing? And they're like, I don't know. Let's go to Clearwater, right? So we're like, okay. What's in Clearwater? I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. let's just ride out to Clearwater. So long story short, I think we may have like stopped along the way and got like chilies or apple like whatever the food was it was super mediocre but the drinks were like cheap and and strong Mm -hmm. they set you free right they set us free to the (laughs) point where we ended up at a strip club in clearwater called oz (laughs) oh Oh, no no. (laughs) oh no 
I think Oz may still it's still there. It's still is there. It, was it as bad then as it is Girl, now? Girl, Oz was. Wait, have Oz, you been to Oz? I've right not been to Oz. Oz was the. We needed to go home with Dorothy. We we needed to get up out of there. <laughs> it was. Um, you mm. know what though? It was nice and big. I remember it being big. <laughs> from what I can remember, it was a large strip club. It looks club. big from the outside. It's big, right? It's big. Mm-hmm. And um, somebody got a lap dance. I'm not going to say whose name. Mm-hmm. But literally, my first Valentine's Day in Florida, I spent it at Oz mm-hmm. with Jade and Candace. Shout out to Jade and Candace Rondo. I don't even know where Candace is. She was the bomb. <laughs> I know out. where Jade is. I just talked to her the other day. But yeah, that's what that's one of my oddest Valentine's Day. It ended at Oz in Clearwater. And then I started to think about my life. <laughs> As one does after and they what go to choices Oz. Yeah. I was making. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I like how I said, after. oh no. <laughs> From the name, I already knew, but I feel like you knew where, you know where this I is. I know, exactly. It's still in the same place. It's, yeah. Yeah. Oz. That mm-hmm. was mine. What about you, Raina? Okay. So, <laughs> I had to really think about this, and I just could not pull anything up that was terrible or salacious. No good. Oz. I No Oz. No Oz. No uh, Applebee's and Oz. But uh, Applebee's does play into this. Oh, okay. So, when... Travis and I started dating. Travis is my husband. We started dating a month before Valentine's Day. And he was like trying to get me to commit to being his girlfriend. And I just was kind of like, I need some time. I don't know if I want to be with a white male. Like, I just, I don't know. It's a big decision. It's a big decision. And so the month goes on. We get to Valentine's Day. I'm like, okay, this is it. Like, I'm going to say that I'm going to be his girlfriend. I'm going to make a cute little check yes or check no card. Like, it's going to be cute. But we are driving in Pinellas Park and we're going to this plaza. And I'm like, I really hope he's not taking me to Applebee's because he didn't tell me where we were going. I'm like, because I'm going to have to backpedal on this whole commitment (laughs) if he really (laughs) thinks that I want to be at Applebee's. Mm -hmm. And my heart, like literally, and I didn't want to say anything. So I'm just sitting in the front seat, just like, "Mm, what's going to happen? Like, I don't know. (laughs) But... BJ's is also in the same plaza. Okay. And okay. I'm like, yes to those potato skins. So that really saved it for him. BJ's. BJ's. He might have had some, might have had a little plan there. I don't know. <laughs> Get her hopes down, bring her hopes back up. I don't know. BJ's. Interesting. BJ's is better than Applebee's. 100%. So did you tell him I will be your girlfriend at BJ's? I don't think I told him. At, I don't know. I don't know. That was so long ago. It was 2010. Oh, a long time ago. So it was I don't a know. long time ago. It was um, like 12 years ago. A long time. But I don't know where, where in that. It was somewhere in that plaza. Mm-hmm. We Aww. also went to the movies after that. I think I know that plaza. Is you there a Target that. there too? Um, Yes. Yeah. That's a good plaza in Pinellas Park. I like that plaza. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good shopping shopping uh, plaza. Yeah. All right. What about you, Elizabeth? This is hard. I also do not have an Oz story, weirdly enough. I know it's shocking. You millennials. Um, <laughs> we've already said we don't have sex, so don't, what am I going a to lot. a strip club for? Um, <laughs> so I had to think. There's not like a weird Valentine's Day. I have had Valentine's Days where, you know, get together with the girls, weirdly The gals. Again, the gals. Um, I think the worst, like the weirdest one in terms of, I just 
it wasn't the worst one. It was just like, oh gosh, this day won't end. Um, I was in high school and I was with someone who I did not want to be with anymore. And we were kind of, it's like Christmas, New Year's, Valentine's Day, my birthday. They're all kind of together yeah Oof. and so it was like okay when do i break up with him because um <laughs> I, uh every time i turn around there's another holiday and i can't really get through like you don't want to break up with someone right before a holiday right so i think that's the best time <laughs> off the hook i got yeah i don't i didn't know i was 17 and yeah, i didn't I know what you. to do it was my first time mm-hmm. doing all of this mm-hmm. so i'm like okay my plan is i'll break up with him between valentine's day and my birthday in march there's nothing going on this is perfect i can break up with him then but i have to get through valentine's day and i had told him i'm not a big gifts person i never really have been elizabeth doesn't like getting gifts not her love language okay no 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 thank you Raina, for I the understanding <laughs> What's wrong with getting a gift? It's not that there's anything. I just don't like it. It just, like, might not do something for you. What if the person's a bad gift giver and then you're, like, stuck with I I mean, there's a difference if the gift is bad, but you just don't even like a gift, even if it's good. I just don't, I just don't want to get You don't want to receive a gift? I think there's times when gifts are appropriate, but to just get a random, or like, oh my God, thank you. No. She's not into it. It kind of okay. makes me uncomfortable sometimes, to be honest with you. What? Yeah, depending on the situation. Anyway, okay. I'm not a big gift person, so mm-hmm. I was like, hey, let's not do it. Also, in my head, we're not going to be together for very long. So I'm like, let's not do anything crazy, right? Like, let's keep this pretty low-key. Chinese um, in a movie. Well, I'm 17, so like... Oh, you couldn't just have them posted up on your couch like no, that? No, oh, okay. no, not in my house. <laughs> but, um, but like, I don't know if you guys... I know Raina probably definitely has seen it. I don't know if you've seen it, Nicole, but, like, there is this whole thing with, like, promposals and... Um, this was also... like That's kind of, like, after me. It's like, that probably. time. I don't that. like that. It was the start it's of so this serious. time. Like, now it's gotten ridiculous, but back then it was, like, really starting to kind of flourish so pe- guys would do these insane things like write on their cars have these giant poster boards There's like so the pressure. whole nine yards so i'm thinking like okay we're on the same page it's gonna be real chill i show up to like where we usually met up in the mornings because he would drive and he's got like a his car has like my name all oh, over it no no <laughs> it's no, got like no. a poster board and then he's got like a giant bear i believe and a balloon <laughs> and i think there were chocolates and flowers oh and my I, god and I what might is be, the after school special i'm very well maybe <laughs> re- misremembering this because of the trauma but i do remember <laughs> having to like now it's the morning it is 7 a.m mm. no. <laughs> carry all that shit around all day right so <laughs> like get through the thing he's you know obviously you don't want to like make someone feel bad because they just went through all this effort and again i'm 17 so i haven't really learned how to deal with any confrontation like this at all and so i take all my collection of things and i'm just like very sourly like walking around the rest of the day with all this shit and and like i also think like partly it's 
I think the reason it feels kind of gross is because it's like, you're not really doing this for me. Like, you want me to have to carry all this shit around. And show that so that people that know his. that you did that for me. Like, it's mm. not, that's, maybe that's a messed up way to look at it. But I don't think so. I'm the one who has to carry this shit around all day. So I think I should be the one who gets a say in it. But anyway, um, whatever. We made it through the Valentine's Day. I think maybe we saw a movie that weekend. And then like a month later, I did break up with Broke him. Broke up with him. Yeah. Um. He also had made like um, he'd like made like a jewelry box. Like he had like potted. This oh. guy <laughs> is really liking you. No, yeah, where's he? he at? This is what happens, man. You know, I'm just you that just charming. Like that, huh? Um, where is I he did. now? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> he was also the breakup poetry story. So, oh, as this you can man see, man is a romantic. He, yeah, no, he is, and and you know. Just didn't align. So I wasn't the right girl for him. stories, ladies. I think mine probably was the most salacious from the Gen Xer. Mm-hmm. What a shock. Oz. Oh. We, were having, we were having wild times back then. How old were you when you went to Oz? So I moved here when I was 24. So I think I was 25. I think I was 25. Yeah, I never expected to end up at a strip club on Valentine's Day. Yeah. But this is what happens when you just live life. I mean, I've been to the Mons. I have not been to Mons. I haven't either. I was so unimpressed with the entire thing. Where are you? It gives vibes like it will whack unimpress you. Just, I'm going to give you. I got my theory about a full Bucky naked. I'm <laughs> This girl. With no liquor. It's like, ooh, Listen what? to this. What are we doing? <laughs> this girl <laughs> pops up out of nowhere, okay? And she's wearing like a velour tracksuit <laughs> a juicy couture and nike sneakers that's my kind of fit okay well but with nothing underneath with, with, <laughs> kind of like, what kind of effort is this did she just like where did she roll up out of like did she just need to get rent money and like she's about to yes. dip after this a like cell yes. phone bill sound what like going on? <laughs> i was so unimpressed mm. and then what she just took it off and she was butt naked underneath I was so offended by those sneakers. I don't even know. You don't I remember. just blacked out after that. I don't know. I have never been to Mons because the idea of no alcohol and naked, completely naked women is just not a good combination to me. I don't. I, I, I mean, it just. What are you doing here? Like, what are we doing? I here? went for a friend's birthday. I really had no idea what to expect. <laughs> I was I had no idea what to expect, but it was not sneakers. I, I can no, tell you that. In a, in a velour. In a velour. This must have been <laughs> the early 2000s. Mid, and that's what they had on. It, I feel like 2010 was a big year for me, and I think it happened. So around everything so was going on in 2010. I used show. to work. Um, <laughs> you guys know where Odyssey is, right? Yeah. So next door used to be. It used to be Winn Dixie, but he, before then it used to be like a sweet bay. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I know. So that I worked one. at that sweet bay. Yes, <laughs> there was no Chick Fil A then. Okay. It was just empty mm-hmm. parking parking lot there was no food i had to drive all the way to the taco bell and kennedy which is a whole nother story but the seamstress and potentially the pimp the madam the madam yeah yeah for these women would come into the sweet bay and buy like red bulls and monsters and like snacks for all of them and then like little just like whatever supplies she needed mm-hmm. that she could get there and so i 
came to know her because I was always on the closing shift. So I knew her and then I knew all the other girls that would work there too. And half of them went to like HCC and were on the volleyball team and like the softball team and stuff. Oh, so I was like, oh, hey girl, okay. like how's it going? Okay. And so it is true. They are just trying to get an education. They're trying to get an education. Yeah, some of them at least. I, well, I've never been to the Odyssey, but I do know that when you see the lights glowing in the spaceship, it means they're having like a special party in there. And I will say on my Tampa bucket list, is to see what's going on in that space. So, like for fifth for your fiftieth, maybe fifty five. <laughs> okay, fifty if I got something else planned. Okay, I, I don't know I'm doing for that. But the, I, I need I need to see what's going on in that spaceship. That spaceship <laughs> is uh, a conundrum to me. Uh, I can already tell you what's going on. Someone's what? getting scammed out of some money. That's, that's happening. That is that's probably true. A dad of five from Oklahoma <laughs> coming to Tampa for a work Honestly, trip. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> and especially now how there are tourists coming down here. He could be from anywhere. He could be from anywhere. All right, well, cool, ladies. That's Valentine's Day. You guys, don't, don't sweat it if you're not doing anything romantic for Valentine's Day. Go to BJ's. Mm-hmm. Go to Oz, get your own flowers and teddy bear. And <laughs> or just, don't. Or, or don't. just don't. Or just stay home and just do what you want to do in the confines of your own home. Or be like me and forget that it's happening. Until is that Nicole, what you plan on doing? Well, you you were the one that's like, this is coming out on Valentine's Day. I was like, what? Like, Where are we? What day is it? It's just the 14th. Um, It's not that serious. No, it is not. Agree. You agree? Hard agree. So, um... Brandon, I don't know if you know this, but if we get a five-star review, we read it out loud on the podcast at the end of the podcast. Okay. We do have a five-star review. What? I can't believe it. So I'm going to read it out loud. Do read you think it. people are really listening? <laughs> I mean, I've listened and I think it's hilarious. Okay. Aww, thank you. Thanks. Well, <laughs> um, shouts out to C. Patterson 1177, who says, this podcast is not wrong. It's all right. <laughs> the snap was my own interpretation I can't hear it. I that was my personal it. interpretation so c patterson says elizabeth and nicole talk about current events from the perspective of a millennial and a gen xer whether it's about britney spears thanksgiving dinner or the current corporate climate they give some great perspectives from the old school and the new school give it a try because they are not wrong they are all right Thank oh, you I so much. That. Thank you. Woo. Thank you so much for the great review. We appreciate it. And if you hear anything and you think we are wrong or that we're right, you agree with one of us or the other, please make sure to rate and review. We, if you give us five stars, as you can see, we will read it on the podcast. We certainly will. We do it every time. Thanks for being here, Raina. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. More five-star reviews to come. <laughs> and make sure you follow our guest, Raina, at... The Working Momagers on Instagram. So, <laughs> the Working Momagers. Momager. Her kids are really cute. She'll be a Momager soon. Oh, I no, I have no doubt. But what is it? Give it. Give it one more shout out. The Working Momtras. Momtras. That's like right. mantras. That's right. The exactly. Working Momtras. Follow her, guys. Join her community. She's She knows what she's talking about. That's um, right. And yeah, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. We're on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. See ya. Bye.